Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail. So that way you can say, does this apply to me? And how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. We are getting into springtime, which means it is about to be home buying season. And yes, I do know that the real estate market is not the hottest right now, but typically around this time period, people start looking at buying. Therefore, on this podcast, we're going to be talking about mortgages today, specifically uh, conforming loans. It gives you a good understanding if, if you're new to this, just how the mortgage industry works in terms of conforming loans versus non-conforming loans. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, before I jump into it, um, as always, if you're listening on the podcast, be sure to subscribe. If you are following and watching along on YouTube, uh, be sure to subscribe, like the channel, and make sure you turn on that notification so that way you get notified when, when new episodes come out. As always, share this with your friends, that it be the podcast or the video, uh, because it helps them too especially if it's helping you. Everybody wins because we also get uh, our channel to expand and so on and so forth. So everybody's in a win-win situation. All right, let's jump into it. Conforming loans, non-conforming loans, jumbo loans, all this mumbo jumbo, right? All these big terms. What you need to know is on conforming loans, what are they? That's the first piece uh, like that we're gonna go through. Like, Why would you want to get them? We're gonna be talking about that as well. So what is a conform, uh, conforming loan? Basically, the government has, they call them government-sponsored enterprises. Basically, they're not part of the government. They're sponsored by the government. In essence, it's kind of the government, okay? there There's two uh, entities called Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, okay? And they issue out loans, basically, as a government. I mean, they're quasi-government entities, okay? And... This word conforming means that these entities, they call them GSEs, government-sponsored entities, okay, or enterprises, I'm sorry, that they have these certain guidelines. And if you meet them, then it's a conforming loan. The, the biggest uh, guideline is the loan limits, okay? Um, and so when somebody says non-conforming versus conforming, most of the time it's saying your loan is going to be below a certain limit. Okay, now that limit, it changes every year and it's not the same everywhere. So in 2023, in most areas, kind of like the default conforming loan amount is $726,200, okay? Therefore, like if you have need a loan above that, it's not gonna be a conforming loan. If it's below that, it's conforming. Now, there's exceptions to that because that's the typical conforming loan amount. Okay, if you live in a high cost area, you can actually get more than that. Um, so places like Hawaii, Alaska, California, that type of stuff. But the maximum is $1,089,300, okay? 
So I'm going to re reiterate that. The conforming loan amount for most of the country is $726,200. In high cost areas, they can go up as high as $1,089,300. Okay. Now, just to show you how much this has changed over time, I remember when I first started really getting into real estate, mortgages, and all that type of stuff, the conforming loan amount was like $417,000. Okay. So now it's up to $726,000. That is a massive increase, right? And I see that and it's like, I, I get it because of what's happened with inflation, but my jaw still drops like, holy cow, like, you know, with the Fed having zero interest rates for what was it, 10 years close to it, the run up in the housing market is massive, okay? Again, um, you guys have heard me talk about the overvaluation in the real estate market on some of our other podcasts. I'm not going to go into that deep dive here, but yeah, it's amazing to see what has happened basically. Okay. So now that, now that you know that what a conforming loan limit is, what are the benefits of getting a conforming loan? That's what we're going to be talking about next. All right. So there's two primary benefits of a conforming loan. Okay. So first off, since they are government sponsored entities, they are the most common type of mortgages, okay? Why is that so important? There's this little thing called liquidity, okay? What they do is they, they package all these mortgages up and they sell them to investors. And since investors know what is in these, they buy them and they buy them and they buy them and they buy them and they buy them. There's a very liquid market for them. Whereas with non-conforming loans, they're not as liquid. Why is that important for you as a borrower to know? Because of that liquidity, they are viewed as having less risk because I can buy and sell it if I'm the investor, if I need to. And so because it has less risk, what that means to you is you get a lower interest rate relative to a non-conforming loan. So the first benefit is that you can get a lower interest rate using a conforming loan. Okay. Now, what's the second benefit? Because there is such a massive standardized process for these, it is very easy for a mortgage lender to underwrite this. What underwriting means is you send them their information. They say, yeah, you check this box, this box, this box. You meet all the criteria. Boom, here's your loan. So because it's easier for them to do the loan, it's cheaper for them to do that. So because of that, they pass that cost savings on to you. So the benefits of conforming loans is 100% having to do with cost to you. And that cost is in two forms. It's cheaper to get the loan, meaning the fees are lower. And two, the interest rate is lower. Okay, so those are the big two uh, reasons why you want to get a conforming loan. Now, the last two topics we're going to be touching on. One is what are the types of conforming loans? And then two is how do you actually qualify for them? Okay. The types, like I mentioned, first and foremost, Freddie Mac, uh, Fannie Mae, those are the two most popular. Basically, in order to qualify for those, you're going to have to put down like 10% down on a, on a house or 20% down payment on a house. Okay, that's how you get a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac loan. Okay, that's the typical way. Okay, now, the other types, though, are like FHA loans. FHA loans are first-time home buyers loans, essentially. You have to put 3.5% down. Those are conforming loans. So let's just say you're doing a first time home buyer. Like you're the, 
it's the first time you bought a house and you need like an $800,000 loan. You can't qualify for FHA because you're above the conforming loan limit. Now you might be able to, if you live in a place in a high cost area like California, but for most of the country that wouldn't be available. So like if you know you're a first time home buyer and that's the, the loan that you got to get, then your loan, your house has to be below $720,000 for most people or most places in this country. Okay. The other types are VA loans. Okay. VA loans are if you've been in the military. Okay. So those are also considered conforming loans as well. And then the last one are USDA loans and USDA loans are loans for like rural areas. So they're outside of big, bigger cities. Okay. Um, so like if you wanted, it's like, I live uh, just outside of Austin, Texas. Like if I wanted to go up into some places in Marble Falls, for example, which is about an hour and a half away from us, that would qualify for a USDA loan. Okay. So those are the types. The big ones that you're going to probably hear of is FHA, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae. Um, if you're in the military or you were in the military, VA loans also qualify. That's going to be the main ones that you typically hear from. Okay. Now, how do you qualify for them? This is really the same for any uh, mortgage, okay? But it's especially true with these. Why? Because they have cookie cutter guidelines, which is why they're cheaper to underwrite. So these guidelines most of the time are very clear on what you need to do. So if you're thinking about buying a house, these are the three main things that you need to, to, need to be focusing on. All right, the first one is credit score. Okay, so the higher the credit score, the easier it is gonna be for you to borrow, but on a conforming loan, they will go down to a 620 credit score. So if you're below a 620 credit score, one of the first things you gotta do is figure out, how am I gonna get up to that higher credit score? Okay, that's number one. Uh, number two is your debt to income ratio. This is what percentage of your debt is going towards or I'm sorry, what percentage of your income is going towards debt payments every month? So this includes things like student loans. Um, it includes things like car payments and all that type of stuff. Um, those of you, I'll put some links in, in the show notes and on the video too. When it comes to student loans, there's there's some certain things you got to look at too because they don't always use what you think they're going to use on those. So if you have student loans, you got to be prepared for that also. Okay. Um, now, when it comes to mortgages though, they don't just look at the mortgage payment, okay? Like if you're not putting down 20% down on a house, you're gonna have to pay some type of insurance. So they factor that in also. They also factor in property tax, homeowner's insurance. That all goes into it. And so most of the time, your debt to income ratio has to be less than 43%, okay? So I'm gonna use some round numbers here. Let's just say you have an income of $1,000 a month, okay? That means that all your debt payments, including the housing payments I just told you, have to be below $430 a month, okay? Now, sometimes and in some situations, they will go up as high as 50% debt to income ratio. But, you know, I'm, I'm telling you right now, there's two things on this. One, if you're going up to a 50% debt to income ratio, you can't afford the house, okay? That's just my opinion right off the bat, okay? You can't afford the house. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you don't buy it though, okay? Because remember, like if you're a Fitbex member, you've seen this on our website. We have two like uh, technologies, one for housing. One of them tells you 
how much home you can afford. The other one tells you if you should rent versus buy. So when I say like 50% debt to income ratio, that first tool is going to probably tell you, yeah, you, you can't afford to be buying this. This is too expensive. Okay. However, your rent might be so high in the location that you live in that it still makes sense for you to buy because you're basically, quote unquote, pissing away so much money every single month. Okay. So those are the two big things I got to look at is on the debt to income ratio. Most won't go below 43%, but some will go up to 50% depending on your other qualifications like credit score. Um, and then this last one is what loan to value or a down payment. Okay. The industry calls it loan to value. Um, how much equity you have. You might've heard this. Okay. So for example, um, if you say uh, a house is a hundred thousand dollars and the loan is 95,000 and you're putting down a down payment of 5,000, that's a 95% LTV ratio, loan to value, okay? In order to qualify for conforming loan, you have to put three to 5% down at least, okay? And if you wanna qualify for Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, which are a little bit cheaper than the FHA loans, then you have to put down like 10 or 20%, okay? <clears throat> so those are the big three things you have to do to qualify for a conforming loan amount. Credit score, debt to income, and uh, loan to value. Okay, those are the big three things. And so that, I just wanted to go through with you guys, especially if you're just starting off um, looking at going in and buying a house. And I wanted to make sure I go, I went through that with you guys today because if you start working with a broker or you start working with a lender, like one of our lenders off of Fitbox, we use Movement Mortgage as well as Neo Home Loans, okay? If you start using them and you start working with a real, real, real estate agent, you're going to start hearing these buzzwords. You know, you start hearing things like, oh, we can get a conforming loan. Or you want to put down this amount so you can qualify for FHA. Or you want to get down this much so you can qualify for a Freddie Mac loan or a Fannie Mae loan. Like those things, you're going to start hearing those buzzwords. So listen to this podcast and watch this video a few times. So that way you're very aware of what the person is talking about. And just remember that the main benefit of the conforming loan is that it's cheaper for you in two circumstances, lower interest rate and lower cost. So those are the types of loans you should be targeting when you go to buy a house. As always, thanks for listening to the episode. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks for watching there. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell. We'll be talking to you guys soon.